You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community. I am, as always, your host, Ben Wolf. Uh, we're going to be learning from our guest today how to reduce your ad spend and increase your website's organic traffic, especially during this time where money is tight using SEO. Uh, and I invite everybody, as always, to subscribe, leave a review wherever you are listening to this uh, or watching this. If uh, you're watching the video, which we're trying again for the first time in a while now. And uh, so with that, I want to get into introducing our guest today. Uh, he is the CEO, lead strategist and co-owner of eWeb Results, a marketing agency. He's the author of Build Your Brand Mania, How to Transform Yourself into an Authoritative Brand that will attract your ideal customers. I'm going to put the uh, link to that on Amazon in the description. Uh, he's the co-host of the number one SEO-focused podcast, the SEO podcast, creatively named. I'll put the link to uh, their website also in uh, the description. Uh, he is a uh, popular speaker in the Houston, Texas area, where I have a lot of family. Uh, you can find out more about him at his website, ewebresults.com. That's ewebresults.com. And with that, I give you Matt Bertram. Welcome, Matt. Awesome, Ben. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, no, just uh, excited to to talk about SEO. I think uh, through all this COVID stuff, um, you know, people uh, people just now I'm I'm starting to see are are getting interested in it again. I think everybody was in kind of uh, you know uh, like hunker down mode for <laughs> for for quite a while. So I'm yeah. excited to uh, start talking about this again because I love it. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's. Hopefully, we're starting to look at the uh, at the other side of this thing, and um, so with that, I you know, so I guess just if you if it would, I think it would be helpful. Uh, I'm I'm sure most interviews you do start off this way, but I think it would be helpful to give people who are listening or watching a context to uh, where you're coming from, like how you're what you know why you're able to speak about this and and how you got into this. So if you don't mind giving like a quick two minute history, just a little background to how you got into. Uh, into SEO and into what you know into what you're going to be talking about today. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll try to do a, a abbreviated origin story here. I mean, I think really, you know, from the 2000s, um, my mom was one of the first employees of Microsoft, and so, like, you know, the the dot com boom. I was pretty young, but uh, I, I saw it. I, I saw it happen, and and mm -hmm. I was very interested in in websites and building websites when you know, moving gifts were a thing. Um, now we were oh, trying right. to figure out how to put a moving gift on a website. It was a little difficult, but like moving gifts everywhere. And, um, you know, like, uh, I, I've just always kind of enjoyed technology and the internet. And so I've kind of stayed with it. Um, and you know, I've, 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 uh, I've built and sold a couple companies, um, some successfully, some unsuccessfully, but, what I can tell you the common theme of every single company that I've built is it needs marketing and it needs specifically online marketing. Even with COVID, I think that you, your digital presence is more important than ever. And so as I was kind of building these companies, a lot of the technology, a lot of the ways that people were doing things were kind of old, in my opinion, old school, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, we can use technology to be more efficient. Like email automation was really kind of where I started it. And, and, and being able to send um, mass emails uh, to people uh, based on lists uh, and then people responding to those emails uh, and, and engaging 
was 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 just something that was brand new to me and that was when people were actually reading emails now like it's been kind of overdone and 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 people don't look at the, the email open rates are, are not as high and and people don't spend as much time but but bottom line is i just kind of gravitated more and more towards digital marketing mm -hmm. and and I, I there was a point for me too that i was like to really know this stuff to really be able to do this stuff I have to commit to it full time, right? And mm -hmm. so um, I committed to it full time. I was reading about a book a week. Um, I read everything I could get my hands on. Um, there's a book out there called The Art of SEO. It's kind of a big staple book. It's 900 pages. Um, wow. You know, that's all highlighted up. That's kind of like the, you know, textbook. Um, but but basically, um, read read a lot. Uh, loved it. Uh, started working with clients. Um, and then, you know, within the agency, I've worked my way up to being a, a, a part-time owner and, and digital strategy of the company. I've uh, been doing that a, a, long, a long time. And so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the, the, the background. And, and really, um, you know, as we go through the podcast, uh, hopefully I'll provide some case studies of uh, how, how I understand the algorithm and how, you know, we can do certain things to, to move the needle. Um, is is pretty impactful and, and why I can say SEO is just so valuable is based on campaigns that I've run in all industries multi-channel you know radio paid advertising what what have you um, SEO has by far the greatest return over time mm. and it's a fantastic investment and it, it is quite um, complicated so if you do it right there's actually not a lot of competition. Like people think that there's a lot of competition, but it's because um, it depends on what level you're competing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying, and and you know, and and I I do want to get into all of that stuff that you're talking about. And I guess one thing that, that I'm thinking about with this, and why I, why I really invited you on is is that especially with you know revenue down being down for so many people, uh, I mean they're looking for ways that they can decrease their ad spend, uh, but hopefully without decreasing the number of qualified leads that they're getting in. Uh, so maybe they're thinking of investing in, in, uh, in, in getting better organic results. So, I mean, with that, if you could just, yeah, I mean, just maybe give a little deeper dive than you did in that introduction, like what exactly is SEO and, and why, why does it matter? Okay, so SEO is really online PR, right? And, and when people talk, talk about reputation management, reputation management online is very mm -hmm. similar. It's getting certain things to outrank other things that you kind of push down on the kind of second page. I mean, there's a joke out there, like, where do you hire, hide a dead body? It's like the second page of Google kind of thing, right? <laughs> um, but but so, so really the first page matters. There's some studies and data out there that suggest that even kind of the top five positions is really... Uh, where you want to be and where the lion's share of the traffic is, mm -hmm. um, you know, but, but SEO is online PR. It's online visibility. It's basically, Hey, you have a good product or service. You want people to know about it. Um, you know, and they're searching for that product or service. That's how you get found, right? It's extremely powerful because the, uh, the, the lifeblood of any new business is new leads, right? Like, I mean, like that, that really is the key to growth. Um, you know, retention is important on the back end, but, but new, new leads coming in is, is so important. So whether it be the maps, which there's map SEO or GMB um, SEO, which uh, if you're a location or a restaurant or something uh, oh, like that, where okay. lo location is important. 
and then there's regular uh, SEO in the, the larger search engine, and then SEO is branched out to like visibility, right? That's what I think it ties to, visibility in YouTube or visibility in LinkedIn. So it's like LinkedIn SEO or YouTube SEO or mm. Facebook SEO. And there's all these things that kind of play into the, the broader scope of SEO. But why, why is SEO important going back to like uh, it being an investment and also like when money's tight? So here's really um, the, the story I can give you. So a lot of our clients going into COVID had to cut budget, right? So you, you, they typically cut employees first, right? And then the second thing they That's cut, the right? And then the second thing is the marketing budget. And, and what I can tell you is if you're doing paid ads, right? And you have a good ratio, but you, of like what you're spending to what you're making, that's great and you can scale up quickly. And a lot of agencies offer that service. I haven't found that to be consistent because you grab demand, you pull it forward, but also you're always having to feed the beast. So your, 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 your acquisition cost of a new customer is so much higher. So SEO, you got to look at it as an investment. You know, I, I really, um, we encourage our clients six months or 12 month investment. So what I can tell you is the clients that have been with us for a year to a couple years, they turned off their marketing with us. Their SEO's investment, they stuck. If you turn the ads off, you're gone. Like you're not visible anymore. Right. They've, they've stuck on the first page. And SEO also, as the internet ages, um, uh, as the domain ages, it gets stronger. The, the links that are drive to your company, those get stronger. Mm. So, you're, so SEO is a compounding effect that builds right. and builds cumulative. and builds. Yeah. And so if somebody's not, and it's all comparative, it's depending on what other people are doing. So basically, well, could you compare it like what I would spend with my company? Or somebody listening would spend with their company on SEO versus paid ads and the results, like, can you compare or, like, you know, cost per acquisition? Like, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think that there's, I would say that SEO, um, 10x return on paid ads, uh, like pretty, pretty across the board. But again, the very, <laughs> but, but the, but the variables are right. The industry, the competitiveness, the location, the person that's at the helm managing it, right? Like if they're bad at paid ads and they're good at SEO or they're good at SEO and they're like, you know what I mean? Like the, the ratio, like it, it's hard to compare apples and apples, but I can tell you on campaigns that we run, um, I mean, I can get a thousand percent return on PPC, uh, and we actually just applied for a American Marketing Association award for uh, a PPC campaign mm -hmm. that uh, they came to us with about sixty-six thousand dollars in ad spend. Uh, we got them down to thirty, and and almost the same amount of leads, right? And wow. and there was, uh, you know. Their, their customer acquisition cost was still good on their old campaign. We were just able to squeeze more juice out of the lemon, right? Mm -hmm. So again, it's hard to compare that. But what, what I can tell you where the investment comes in is going back to the kind of the analogy or the story of people during COVID shut off their marketing budget. Does that make right. sense? So if that's, you know, 3,500, five grand, 10 grand, whatever it is, they stop spending. It's kind of like a, a glider that's gliding on air, right? So it's gliding up and it, it kind of hangs there for a while. And again, it's relative to what everyone else is doing and how people are interacting on your page. Then it will start to glide down. So I have a law firm uh, that 
uh, actually recently contacted me to, to do some more work. You, you asked me for examples. This yeah. was about two years ago. No, a year and a half ago, something like that. They came to me. We did six months. Uh, it was actually uh, bankruptcy uh, in, in like Phoenix, Tempe, um, Arizona. And uh, the, uh, it's a huge. I'm, I actually used to be a bankruptcy attorney. So. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So, so basically bankruptcy lawyer, bankruptcy attorney, right? Those right. were like the words the we were main, looking for. Yeah. And then in, in the locations of Tempe and then, and then Phoenix, six months campaign. Okay. They had done everything old school way through referrals and all that kind of thing. And so they're like, we need to generate leads. They had an mm-hmm. in, in-house marketing department. I mean, this is a big, big, big firm. And they're like, Hey, you need to get us, uh, if you can get us leads here, then we can go to other verticals, right? So this was kind of a six-month test run to use us. We ranked them first within 120, 130 days, okay? So, wow. so we had two months left, and we kept pushing it, right? Because you, once you get there and ring the bell, you got to kind of like do some things to stay there, kind of like an incumbent. So, so we did a six-month campaign for them. It wasn't that uh, competitive in Tempe. I think they stayed in the top three positions for over a year after they stopped paying, right? right? But to be in the first position and spend whatever it is on AdWords for bankruptcy attorney, I think it was like 110 bucks a click or maybe like 70 bucks a click, some, somewhere in wow. that range. It just depends on, like here in Houston, it's like 160, 190, like it's Dang. crazy. But yeah, but it, it's all based upon competitiveness and geographic area, but yeah. it wasn't as competitive there but imagine that, right? So you're spending that, say you have an ad spend budget plus management, you know, five grand a month, five grand times 12, right? That's your cost savings. And, right. and, and so they, they, they recently reached out to me to, to, to do some more SEO, but the reason they couldn't keep going, this is the funniest story. This is like the kind of the punchline okay. of it all is um, their phone started ringing off the hook to the point that they couldn't manage the calls. Right. Okay. Like, I don't know. I'm serious. They couldn't manage the calls right. and they go, we would like well. to, they were, yeah, they were like, we would like to continue, but we can't, we can't handle the business. We, we can't handle it. Tell we them to call me and I'm an EOS implementer. I help companies, you know, be able to scale up more effectively. You so, know, you know, people can call me. We'll say consulting.com about that, but it's, but it's, yeah, they should have used me. Then they could have handled the extra business. Well, and that, and that actually is um, about, about two and a half, three years ago, we started uh-huh. getting really, really selective of the clients we take because okay. we would just take clients that wanted to grow. Like I had a construction company or a remodeling company here in Houston. And uh-huh. I have now a ton of remodeling companies because of that one because I, I hadn't worked in that space. But basically what happened was this was a little remodeling company. I didn't ask the right business questions. They built like, three houses a year remodeled Hmm. or maybe five houses, but like you can count them on one hand. Okay. And, and the reality is they were just, they just kind of did that. It was a, you know, small two, three person shop, um, subcontract stuff out. Like wasn't a big deal. I didn't ask that question. I didn't know. Okay. So it was like kitchen remodeling. I think it was, no, it was whole home remodeling, whole home remodeling. I like, so, so we did two years of SEO with them. Um, they were ranked first for whole home remodeling in New Orleans and were in Houston. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they were getting like crazy calls and we were having to do stuff to like filter the calls. You got to select your location, automate right. email saying we don't service that area, like all these calls. Right. And like the, the, the business owner actually got mad at, at us 
um, and was like, turn it off. And I was like, I can't. Like, I was like, I mean, right, like I was SEO, like, we, it's just, I, it's not like a I paid mean, ad, you know? <laughs> well, we started, you know, we had to start deleting content, deleting pages that were ranking. Like, literally, I had to go backwards. Um, and I, I mean, I still have a relationship with, with the account, but like, they couldn't scale. Now they're at, I think, seven or 10 people or something in that range. I don't know with COVID. But uh, I mean, they, they couldn't scale as fast as we could deliver and they didn't right. serve that. The, the, and how SEO works is it typically starts like based on where your location is or your geographic area. And then it kind of starts to span out like regionally or nationally or whatever. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, so that like literally like business has got to be efficient to be able to handle the right. lead volume. Now, again, like it's based on search volume. So if there's not demand, Google or SEO or even paid ads harvest is demand. If you have a product like, you know, my wife bought a freaking like, uh, like a cat wheel, a giant like hamster wheel for cats. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Facebook got her, right? It's like these crazy little Facebook ads. But right. the thing is, there was no demand for that. Like you're not out there searching for giant cat wheel exercise right. wheel, right? Google SEO is not going to work because no one's looking for it, right? right? So, so, so there's a difference between demand harvesting and demand generation. Right. And de demand generation, um, Google's fantastic if there's a search volume. So, so when we bring on a client, we're running numbers and then we're looking at conversion rates. Like, you know, how many, how many, uh, leads become you know like uh like an appointment how many appointments become a sale like like we, we got to run all these kind of metrics right. to make sure that the that that the numbers work and and you know usually like someone working with someone like you would would have those numbers to come to us and say hey my conversions rates this or or whatever right. once it gets to them good data that that good data but 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 it's almost like a math problem because um the studies out there like 33% of all traffic for a keyword. So if it's a thousand people searching for that word, which that's easy to find on um, Google uh, Keyword Planner or Uber Suggest or SEMrush or any of the different uh, platforms, say it's a thousand words and they're in first position, you could estimate that about 33% of that volume if you're in the first keyword position. Mm -hmm. Well, um, that's 330 leads for that keyword. If you understand the commercial intent of that keyword, it's going to produce X number of leads, right? And so, and then you can look at keyword difficulty and where you're currently positioned to kind of figure out for me, based on like doing this so long, how long it's going to typically take. And I usually give people like a, we, we do like quarterly campaigns. So of like, Hey, we're going to hit this objective in this quarter. Right. So mm -hmm. it could be first month. It could be third month. But usually I give myself a little bit of uh, wiggle room because I don't know exactly how the algorithm is going to react. But I can predict easily based on the quarter that we can hit certain metrics or like if people are like, hey, I want to be in first position for this. I can look at a bunch of different um, factors and I can say, hey, that's probably going to take a year. Right. Well, like, one, one second. I want to. I actually divide, dive in a little bit more into sure. this. I mean, you know, because you know, I, th I think maybe you know, we talked about the idea that like, well, and the truth is, and we didn't even make up to talk about this. That we, we should, you know, it'd be great to do like another show on this to talk about like, you know, uh, Facebook or 
LinkedIn optimizing or SEO. I don't know if, if, if you work in that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but just to kind of keep it for our limited time, uh, limiting the discussion, you know, like, you know, Google's algorithm and how exactly they do things. I mean, it's a black box. Nobody on the outside. They're not like, uh, you know, putting out a manual every, uh, every quarter. Like, hey, here's how to maximize your organic Google search results. So if you get to like, what are the main elements that go into that, you know, getting, I want, to, I want my business to be in the top three positions, right? So what are the main factors or elements that are going into that soup pot uh, of getting me, the, getting me that result? Got it. Yeah. Um, there's some great graphs out there if you Google uh, the breakdown, but there's about 250 different ranking factors. And again, this is yeah, let's focus on, on the focus yeah, on the top yeah, three exactly, to five, exactly. I guess. And, and that, that pie uh, typically changes. And again, right, it's like a secret code right. formula. Like you don't really know what it is. These are just people like me putting out white papers or case studies of what right. they found to be true, right? right? But then it's a moving target because right. Google's constantly updating stuff, right? But what I can tell you is fundamentally, if you're doing what's best for the, the user or the person that's searching Google to find the information they're looking for, you're gonna do pretty good, right? And Google's gonna take care of what you. What do you now. mean by doing best? What does that mean? Well, okay. So if your website takes 10 seconds to load, it's a bad user experience, right? right? right. So Google's not going to rank you on the first page if right. it takes 10 seconds to load, unless you're competing against companies that are taking 12 seconds or 15 seconds to load, and then right. you're the best of the worst, right? right. You know? Um, so like really, uh, there is a, a Google uh, webmaster guidelines, but, but again, it could be interpreted different ways. But it all goes back to user experience, right? And, and they're waiting more stuff on what happens when someone gets there. So it's like getting somebody to your website and then really- How the do they data. know what happens when you, when, you know, I apologize for my yeah, no naivete, but how does Google know what happens after they go onto your website? Is it just whether they go back to, is it just hit the backspace button? Well, that, that, that was a factor in the beginning. When Facebook started eating up uh, online time, right? When Facebook launched, guess what launched right around the same time? Gmail Chrome. Okay. You know how you're always logged into Chrome? Oh, right. Right. So if I'm using Chrome and Google knows, Google knows, everything. who did I see? Oh, so John Stossel had a thing on this recently, but anyway, yeah, right. So, so they use, Chrome I mean, I, know. I mean, that you're using the, edge or Firefox, you're one of the small number of people or Safari, I guess, if you're on an Apple device, you know, that, yeah. So, it, so it's aggregating data based upon people that right, are using right, right. Chrome uh, to decide how people are interacting with that mm -hmm. website. And also it'll change the search results based on you specifically. Right. And even like AdWords, like if you look, there's ads in your email box that's done through AdWords. You can put ads in people's inbox based upon like their, like there's different categories their, their, their preferences. Like it's like, there's so much that you can so do like programmatic I'm, think, I'm thinking about like backlinks and keywords and all that, but the stuff that the, the first couple of things that came to your mind when I asked that question were about like, look, you know, page loading time yeah. and how long people stay on the site, meaning did, were they satisfied with what it, that your site offers them, whatever it is that they were looking for. Um, I mean, so far that those two factors is what you've said. So it's not, you know, I'm sure well, the keywords and stuff is relevant too, but. 
Well, I mean, it's it, interesting that those were your you, first two things. Well, those two things that you said are still very important. Um, they were more important. The pie keeps changing. Okay. Right. Like the, the percentage keeps changing from what I'm seeing of how effective things are. Like even like if you have the name of the keyword you're going for in the domain, right? Like that was a big factor years ago. Now it is still a factor, but just not as big. Right. right? Um, but, but really uh, the biggest thing you can do if you're like, you know, trying to maximize costs, get your website on a cloud server, like on a super fast server. Right. So like mm -hmm. digital oceans, like what, what we do to kind of save money, but like Google cloud, you know, Google takes care of Google or Azure for Microsoft or Amazon, but putting it on the cloud uh, is extremely important. Sorry, I got to plug in my uh, Meaning uh, what? computer as here. To, I'm as gonna, opposed to a private server, like in your office? Or well, as to what? you know, those, those, those old school servers are, um, are important, uh, or if you control them, they're okay, but they're not as fast, okay? And, and usually people are on a shared server, and a shared server um, has other people's websites on the shared server. So if there's traffic that goes to a, a website that has, well, if there's a lot of traffic that goes to another website, it will pull on your website and it will slow it down. Does that make sense? So, um, so, so I mean, look, there's yeah. like, so, so there's a lot of factors also how people set up websites on the back end. A lot of people can build websites, but they don't build it in the right structure uh, that Google understands to be able to talk to it. There's categories, tags, there's custom posts. Like Google wants to understand from an algorithmic standpoint, from a trust-based standpoint, what's important to you. So really your website structure, what's going on on the back end, the technical SEA is super important. Also, people use so a bunch was, of is, is a big part of your job when you start working with somebody to work with their web developer or host or whatever and just make sure they're on a, a better system to get better loading times or work with their content to fix their content to make it more useful to people? That's the easiest thing, right? That's where mm -hmm. you would, I, I think, start. Um, we, we do a pretty deep analysis before we work with clients. And uh, I can tell you, most clients, um, the, it's like building a house and they didn't, no one installed the pipes or the air conditioning, like anything on the interior is not done right. And we can remodel it sometimes, but sometimes you got to level the house and rebuild. So really it's starting with a good vehicle or a good car. Um, and that's the structure of the website. I mean, backlinks, you know, creating content, that's, that's the gasoline, you know what I mean? But if the car it's like trying to make a brick fly, you know what I mean? Like, so like right. you can do it, but, but, it, but there's, it's a, it's a holistic approach, right? And so like a backlink from a high domain authority sites worth a bunch of, you know, bad backlinks. Um, and that will move the needle. But again, if you push that up there and then it, it, it doesn't have good mobile optimization, right. people are not clicking through people are not staying on the page, Google's going to say, hey, this is not what the user's looking for. But here, here would be the framework. Like throw it on, you know, a faster server. Make sure you have a quick load time. Um, so there's good customer experience. Make sure mobile is, is optimized. Um, make sure that maybe there's like, you know, a, a button every couple scrolls. Like so, so people take action because Google looks at that. 
um, have okay. good videos, have good content that people will engage with. Um, I mean, basically, it's more about the whole customer experience is really what, what SEO is uh, more than this trick or that trick or whatever. Like all mm -hmm. those things are like, are a way of the past. Like there's still some stuff out there uh, that, that people can do and it's called like black hat SEO. But man, if your website gets tagged or you get a manual review, you have to, you have to start all over again like completely. So if you just do stuff the right way and you put in the work there, you're going to get the same results or better results because Google is going to reward you for doing that. So the only time you should use like a lot of these kind of tactics is, well, people that use them for like affiliates, right? So they're promoting some kind of product and it's like a, a churn and burn site, right? It's like a pump and dump in the stock market or something like that. Um, but if you're building a business, you want to build it the right way. You want to have good content. You want to have that come out consistently. You want to have expert content. You want to have specific content, right? So the, another key point is what people do like, is they're like, hey, here's all the stuff we do, right? On the homepage. And, and the homepage is a little different than the service pages, but people, or I'll give you a better example. Q&A, right? Most people have a, a question answer on their website and they have one, uh, page that's question answer if it's about your company so be it but people have a question answer about the industry right mm -hmm. like here are commonly asked questions like in the mortgage industry or whatever like here's some commonly asked questions well people put those all on the same page well when google's looking at providing the absolute best answer for that specific question if there's a bunch of other questions on that page it dilutes the overall content so each one of those pages or each one of those questions needs to actually be a separate page because you okay. want to be really specific. It's like if you're trying to drink a drink uh, and you go to like a, one of those fountain machines and you click all Dr. Pepper, Sprite, Coke, whatever, and you put them all together and you take a sip of it and you go, what is this drink? Like what is the most in this drink, right? That's what Google's trying to figure out because it's weighting it. So really it's about like, remember it's an algorithm and it's built by engineers and engineers want things very cleanly structured. And also when you're searching for, people are searching more and more like long tail phrases because they want to answer to a very specific question. Mm -hmm. If you provide the best answer to that specific question and then you have a good, like, uh, you know, website experience, it loads fast, they can see it on mobile, they're finding what they need, they're gonna take action, whatever. Uh, then you're going to rank. Does that make sense? And then everything yeah. else that you're for all, doing for all this with specific content, how do you, how do you, uh, I guess maybe we'll make this the last question. Cause what I, what I was really going to ask next was, uh, was having to do with like, okay, you know, if you get to a top spot, how do you keep it? But it, you know, basically what you're saying, I think answers that yeah. as a general idea, but how do you, you know, but coming up with all that content, that specific content, that high value or expert content, uh, it's a lot of work. How do, how do you, I mean, and, and, and you as an outsider, you're, I don't know, I don't know, but I would assume you're not that well positioned to really create that for people. Like, how does that work that you can get all that content? Yeah. So it really comes down to the front end planning and the strategy, 
right? Mm -hmm. Like your strategy is so important, right? Like what's your content calendar look like? What gaps are you filling in the blank? Like, you know, if you're writing about a topic that you're adding no value to the mix, you're not going to rank. So, you know, um, content marketing is a big component of SEO um, and having that right content. I mean, I have a team of writers. Um, we write for, for multiple different industries. I mean, no offense yet, about what I said. I just mean like, you know, like well, no, 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 no. somebody well, well, that's in whatever the industry is, it's just a, it's a completely different than someone who's like researching it and trying to write it. Well, that's, that's why um, we, so, so for our podcast, uh, it's called the unknown secrets of internet marketing, best podcast.com is, is the domain. I know that's kind of confusing, but um, uh, we do consulting sessions for our listeners. We'll help do some audits or research, right. To help them get on their way. But at the agency, all clients coming in are required to do a workshop and it's a half day workshop. And, um, unless they come to us and they got the buyer's journey, right. And they got the target personas and they got the SWOT analysis, like, like you got to do fundamental business planning and also demographics, like who you're targeting to, to, to figure out how to build that strategy. And then you fold into a keyword strategy and keyword difficulty of what you want to go after. And then you build a roadmap for, okay, we're going to go after this first. And then here's the milestone, it, you know, here are going to be the deliverables. Here's what we're going to do. So we got to, we got to build all that on the front end and it's a collaborative process with every business. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, unfortunately like people want to just say hey just take care of it yeah like we can do that because i can look at commercial intent like if people are bidding more on certain keywords um i know that those keywords are important and then i can go here's here's a here's what i think the strategy is tell me if that's right usually they have like an idea of the keywords they want to rank for sometimes i'll give you one another example a client that's actually still a client uh, uh, they, they sell cars, used cars. Mm -hmm. And he absolutely was adamant that right out now was a search term that people search for like right out now. And I go, I don't think people are searching for that. Well, we did a workshop and we were looking on Google and I'm like, dude, there's like no search volume for right out now. I don't know and, what right and, out now even means. <laughs> I know. I don't know. And then I go, I go, but in-house financing, right. In-house financing, um, vehicle or car or whatever the, um, you know, uh, the, 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 the extension term is, uh, there was a ton of volume on. And so I actually had to show him the data. And, and here's the thing I would say in a, like an SEO strategist, that's what, what people call me. Um, I'm a data analyst, right? Like I, I know a lot of best practices. I, I understand how the algorithm works. I've worked in a lot of different industries, but ultimately um, I'm working with the cl the client, and I'm and I'm 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 comparing what they're saying against data, and it's a feedback loop, mm -hmm. right? Like even like with AdWords, uh, really good at uh, my team's really good at AdWords. But when we start out, we got to you got to negative out a lot of keywords. You got to prune. You got to talk to the client to make sure, hey, are these the right type of leads? Like you know, like and so you got to tweak stuff. So it's like multiple iterations. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it really takes client engagement and it, and it takes kind of that full cycle. Now there's, um, goals and different things, uh, like there's tools like call rail where we can track phone calls. We can see if like right. it's a good phone call and we can go further and further 
to that sales process, actually a really interesting piece of data is I think it's like 85 or 86% of somebody, but by the time they pick up the phone and call you is through the sales process already, right? Like, so when people go to a car lot, like today, they're like, give me this model, give me this color. Do you have any in stock? And I want it between this price. And the salesperson's like, hey, how's your day? What are you looking for? Like, no, you're, by the time you walk in a car, you're ready to buy a car, you're done, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the work of the marketing component and the customer journey before they even get there. So you don't even know uh, people uh, select, selecting to call you because they got a couple other options and you're down to the finalist, or you don't even know what you missed out on, right? So really your online experience is, 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 and you want to look at it holistically, like from a digital marketing standpoint, SEO is absolutely the core of it. Okay. And, Mm -hmm. and SEO is becoming this broader term of what fits into that, but it, but it's, it's really about your online marketing experience is, is really what you need. Um, Now you can, you can run ads to a specific page or you can do SEO on a specific page and kind of rising tide lifts all boats, but, but you can get that page to rank. But if that page doesn't have the right content, like right. people don't come to me and go, I want to rank on the first page. Like, that's not what they come to me. They go, I want more business. I, you know what I mean? Like I want new customers. That's what they're really asking me. Yeah. And that's really my goal is not, Oh, I got you on the first page. Congratulations. It's like, what did that first page do for me? And so I got to look at the full experience. And again, that's what Google's looking at too, is like, if people are going to continue to use the search engine, they got to find what they're looking for. Right. And so that's the guiding star that, that everything has to be working towards. Right. I mean, look, it's, it's, I mean, the conversation has definitely been very enlightening for me in terms of, you know, maybe that stuff that was more relevant uh, a couple of years ago, uh, that I had heard more about. I mean, I you know loading pages and all that stuff also, but um, but just understanding that like you know that's really you know, content that's king and you know and the experience uh, being 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 super super important and obviously that other stuff too. Um, but okay, so look, I think we got a better understanding of of what's involved and what goes into it, um, and you know would love to you know maybe understand or talk more one day about uh, LinkedIn or Facebook or other things. Um, terms of maximizing there too, but it's uh, super helpful. I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, and thanks for joining, joining us today and, and sharing all this info. Awesome, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thank you for coming on and uh, we'll say everybody else on the other side. Thanks. You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.